give you. What Ben is going to give you. What all three are going to give you. The Big D. Tico's going to give you. What Rev is going to give you. What Ben is going to give you. What all three are going to give you. The Big D. Tico, Rev, and Ben, yet they're at it again. Breaking down the team, putting stats up in your head. Nothing left than said. They're leaving it all on the field. Just like the favorite team, raising two cups and we'll chill. The knowledge is a real for a trio so true. To representing the great red, white, and blue. And you love them too. That you can't deny, so just one time. Let me hear Dallas till I die. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the big D. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you. The Big D. Um, soccer? Podcast? Welcome to the show tonight. Welcome to Big D After Dark. I'm one of your hosts here, Nathan Hill. Excited to have you as we break down the latest FC Dallas news and action, especially after a disappointing return to play this past weekend as FC Dallas welcomed Minnesota and battled to a 1-1 draw at home. Another home draw. What's up with this team? We'll get to it tonight and take your questions live. Welcome to Big D After Dark. Welcome. There we are. Uh, my mic is a little hot there, so let me know if you're listening in and you need me to lower my mic a bit here. Um, welcome to Big D After Dark. I'm Nathan, uh, and there with me is my good friend Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona on Twitter. You can follow him. We're expecting Ben to join at any moment, but he may have gotten pulled away by life and circumstances, so it happens. By the way, you can follow me at Nathan J. Hill, and you can read and follow some great FC Dallas uh, soccer coverage by fans just like you who love to write about this team at BigDSoccer.com. And as I opened up the show, uh, we've had an international, nice couple of weeks of international break, lots of soccer going on with the Euros and everything, a lot of g- great stuff going on, and of course, oh yeah, the U.S., uh, USA won um, the the Nations uh, League, which is uh, which was a nice a nice thing to celebrate, and a lot of some FC Dallas action, uh, FC Dallas player action in the midst of that. But we're here first to talk about FC Dallas, and so they welcome Minnesota United. Oh, we 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 ended the we started the international break with with. A difficult match that was very, very disappointing uh, against Colorado, and and now we come back at home, and you're thinking this team's going to get healthy. They're going to figure out the pieces and 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 
really it, it just didn't go as planned. Sure, they battled back from giving up a goal one nothing after a really lackluster first half, but couldn't get the go-ahead goal and, and simply put a home draw. I know it's a long season, but a home draw is not good enough for this team um, to, to be in contention. So, l- listen, everybody, if you're watching live, thank you for joining us. Please post your comments, your questions. We'll get to them on air as as we – oh, oh, oh and, and speak – of uh of ben suddenly he's with us ben is that you are you here yeah i'm here you hear me yeah i can hear you all right good we just i saw your skype logo pop up uh and you can follow ben at bird turgler on twitter uh so yeah just getting us into the the thing to begin to talk about this this fc dallas game home draw against minnesota Let's start out with the positives. Let's let's not go right to the negatives here, but let's talk about positives. Jose, I'll start with you. What's a positive or two you can take from this weekend's match? Pepe started. Pepe scored. There's there's a positive there. Uh, Axton started. I'll leave it at that. That's also a positive. Uh, and I think that's about as much positive as I give you. Uh, more, you know, played out of his mind. Oh, there you go. There's my three positives. Nice ground shot for you. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben. Some positives from the home draw. <laughs> of course, you got to give that to me second after uh, Jose has taken. Um, all of the good ones. Um, hey, uh, in in Kosi Tafari got his uh, first ML start. So uh, congratulations, young man. Um, maybe maybe the first of many, depending on how long Matt Hedges is out. Um, so yeah, he's got that under his belt at least. Um, let's see what else was there. Um, uh, you know, hey, I mean, you you got uh, got a lot of corners again this game. You got six. Um, of course, there's a little, like a big negative to go with that too. Um, <laughs> positive, stay positive, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have much. Hey, I mean, like they didn't lose, so that's that's good. That's there good. you go. You <laughs> uh, that's good. We got we got to dig deep. Yeah, I mean, I. I got another thing. Okay, sure. Thing. The other positive that Ben failed to mention was Hara didn't start, which is the reason Ben's with us. All right. All right. I thought that was implied, but you know what? Yeah, that is a huge positive. Um, uh, you I was know, leaving it for you. I was leaving that there. I left that hanging for you. I mean, you got you got you got to temper it with the fact that he still played, and to me, like. The funniest thing about the game was that 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 Pepe scored and and Hara was inches away from blocking the shot. <laughs> so that that's probably the biggest the biggest positive of the game is that Hara didn't play much and the one chance he had to really fuck it up he narrowly averted it. So that's great. <laughs> So yeah, let me and I'll I'll go around this because I, I just I concur with all you all. I mean I thought Ryan Ryan Hollingshead uh, 
and I guess it's his, it was his first time with the uh, captain arm captain's armband maybe this season or whatever but um i saw a little i saw a tweet from fc dallas about that and you know he continues yeah okay well he continues to be a trooper a battler he hasn't been perfect this season but he's also been at times a source of of offensive ability and 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 a source of energy for this team so it's good to see him Really great pass and and Jesus Ferreira, another positive. Man, he's been injured and and he he really jolted this team in the second half. He was part of the the the, the playmaking that led to the to the tying goal, and you could just see how much better the team looked in the offensive third when he was in the mix. And so that's exciting if he can get back to fitness soon. With and with two more games this week, I imagine he's going to start one of those at least. Uh, maybe not Wednesday, but maybe maybe this weekend. So yeah, th- there are some positives. We saw some new faces. Um, yeah, and you like the team, the, the, their fight back in the second half. I mean, I, you pre- can appreciate that. And it looked like a good, 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 decent atmosphere in the crowd in, in the stadium. That was nice to see. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So now, now let's shift to um, the things we didn't like. All right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. No, 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 no. You, you, you go right ahead. I mean, like, oh. uh, you, you, you fill it in, and I got plenty to fill it, fill it up on the back end with. I'll start one. I'll start with one, and I, it's about the starting lineup and the formation. And I just want to say that. I felt like this team was set up for failure right off the bat. I mean, let's face it. Yes, I was happy with with some of the players that were playing, but you introduce your newest big signing that's going to start right at at, at DM in Facundo, and then you start a first-time center back making his debut behind him. That did him no favors whatsoever. I'm sorry. And it, it, it just... You know, you're debuting two guys basically in your defense, and that was bound to lead to disaster. Also, then you bring in Paxson. We all wanted to see Paxson start, and you start him on the right side, where he looked completely uncomfortable. And really, it's not a, it's not mm-hmm. a side. I, I know he can play there, but it's not his optimal side. He can play better on the left side. He can play even better in the center. But none of us said, oh, yeah, he's going to start Paxson on the right side. And, and he struggled while he was on that side. I'm sorry. I mean, it was had nothing to do with, with his health or anything. It's like, I just feel like, you know, the, the whole conversation of Lucio overthinking things. And and, and while I did like to see Tafari get his first start and, and whatnot, it just, it, to me, it just seemed like you set the team up for failure from the get-go. And I was not all stunned when they conceded a, a goal. I didn't like the fact that it came at the expense of <laughs> Akundo, who, who honestly I thought had a good game other than that play. And that's all everyone's going to remember. It's going to say, oh, yeah, that guy that gave up the play that cost us the game. Mm. So, well, you know what? And I, I, I think, I think um, you know, once his teammates get get uh, more familiar with him, you know, they'll, they'll see that, you know, he's going to take initiative like that. And, I, no, I understand. You know, I'm just saying it, it, Acosta, it, it, Acosta will drop back on a play like that instead of like looking at it and 
kind of like doing a double take. Would that would that have hurt FC Dallas? That Turbo have hurt FC Dallas as much if Hedges was back there instead of Tafari? I'm just saying they didn't do him any favors. You know, you yeah. had a guy who looked like he was comfortable taking chances on defense, but when your background is shaky, chances is the one thing you shouldn't be taking. So I'm just saying, I, I think the formation set F Dallas up for failure and, and where everybody was at. And yes, the team recovered enough to salvage a point, but let's face it, we're let's be brutally honest here. Minnesota is one of the worst teams in the West right now, along with FC Dallas. This should have been three points. Mm. That's you see a struggling team like yourself come and that's gotta be three points. You gotta find a way to get those three. And yeah. I'm sorry, but they found a way to botch it up. Yeah. No, <sighs> <laughs> no. Oh, yours, man. Uh, I mean, so, you know, we talk about Hara not starting, which I think is a great first step to, you know, shipping him off to Uzbekistan. Um, you know, baby steps. But I mean, like the other thing, you know, uh, FC Dallas has taken 50 corner kicks this year, and they've uh, they've only scored off of one. Um, and it, I mean, it was a rebound off of you know an actual save that uh, Portland's keeper made, um, and that was off a corner not taken by Brian Acosta. Um, <laughs> I mean. It's these these constant things of things that like I think are obvious to uh, to, to note and, and and to fix that they that just keep coming up, which is just mind-blowingly frustrating to me. And uh, uh, Leon Goretzka had a funny quote uh, today about uh, the, the Euros and 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 how things have improved and. and you know the last couple of months and he was happy that you know 81 million germans were you know now uh now thinking that they were you know best suited to be the coach of uh the german national team <laughs> instead of instead of being all 81 million people being virologists which was you know to me hilarious um but yeah, no. I mean, like, why are you having to cost to take corner kicks still? I mean, like, nothing comes from it. He's not that good at it, and it puts it puts you one of your best defenders in a position where he cannot defend on a counterattack. Um, you know, which is like one of his strongest attributes. So you just eliminate that from the play for nothing. Yeah. Please stop. Uh, I feel like the band should start a hashtag. Says, you know, hashtag why is it Costa taking corners? Yeah. Something like that. It just to see if it. it. Like my logic about Quinone is, uh, uh, you know, it, I, I try to think about it from Lucci's perspective. You you make this signing, and and, and obviously, uh, then it, it, it's clear if he starts right away, that means that Lucci says is thinking this guy's really good. He's really what this team needs to figure some things out. So that that we currently don't have a player, uh, Surio, or um, 
or testament who can do what Quinone can do to help this team win. But then um, we saw him out there, and like it wasn't the worst beginning of any FC. You know, I mean, he he had some plays, he had some bite to him. You could see the potential there for what he can bring this team. But still, um, it, and that's why maybe it's harsh to play. He he had the turnover, but t- really. Acosta should have been there to help out. Uh, the, the defense really played that. It, it was not great the way they handled it, but Marr blocked the shot. They should have dealt with the rebound. Tafari didn't deal with it. it there was It's just that, you know, it, it's it, it's tough to blame it all on, you know, when, when Marr did his job and, you know. Uh, but it, it's, it, it's frustrating, I think, too, because... Um, my question is just for, for Lucci is what you how can you simplify it for your players and I, I've heard her, Lucci I, I wanted to pull up the post game press conference I couldn't download it so we're not going to bother with that but in so many of the media calls when we've talked to and I've been able to talk to Lucci and ask him questions he just stresses the importance of, of the team working harder of being more focused, more, 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 you know. And that's fine because it's, there's truth is that they need to do that. But there's a point where it, you can't just keep asking for more without also giving something more as a coach. And so, like, it, it, at times it didn't seem like we know Acosta's roles were as as simple as they could be to help this team. Um the way Minnesota carved apart this team in the first half and then at moments in the second half and they bypassed Quinone and Acosta with just one pass and created these situations where you could argue that Minnesota deserved three points, that they could have easily earned another goal. And, you know, you could make the argument too that FC Dallas should have maybe had another goal as well in the second half. But I, I just... Coming back to these questions about how Lucci's setting up and what Lucci wants from these guys, and the first half is the clearest example of that for me of like, are you putting your guys in a position to succeed? You start Pepe, but Pepe was almost non-existent. No, in the first half. And some of that was on Obreon and on Pomichol having poor games. Uh, (laughs) And... uh, Not in their ideal spots either, so... Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm just left with lots of questions, uh, and Tafari, I think, is just it was just a difficult thing. He was the next man up with with Bresson being out and now getting his green card. He, he'll probably be back and maybe even by Wednesday, and and will be will be help there. And uh, but yeah, like that was my question going back to the Queen Out thing. Like Surreal just came off a killer game with North Texas, uh, and. And so you sign a guy and you just immediately plunge him in there. But so is Surreal not doing what the coach wants? Is he just not good enough? Does he not really? We just and I wonder even with the player player um, relationships, the coach relationship. I, I wonder about Ricarte coming off at half. That must be frustrating for him. There's just a lot of questions that I, I think we're, we're, that are going to be asked of Lucci if we were a fly on the wall in that locker room. I'll stop there. Uh, it's just a hodgepodge of thoughts I have. Um, and I don't know what to make of it yet. I don't know if we're seeing Lucci unable to 
just being unlucky or if he's really unable to adapt. Yeah, I just want to say that it, it, it look you can see bright spots here and there. I mean, you, I mean, Tafari actually played uh, had a very solid match for a guy debuting. You know, I thought he did a solid job, which is what you would want. You're, you're just like, I hope he, I hope he's not a weakness. I hope he did a solid job, and he did a solid job. So, you know, I think he got you got about as good a game as you get from him from a guy who, let's face it, until the week before when he played for North Texas. We hadn't seen a lick out of him, you know? So I think that's positive. I mean, Jesus, when he came on, had a spark. You just saw you saw little positives here and there, but they were outweighed by the negatives. So you see the potential there for this team, where this team can be, but they need to sustain that positivity longer. It's like it comes in spurts. It comes in spurts. They can't sustain it for an entire match. That's something we haven't seen, and and and, and seeing glimpses of glimpses of it. I think that's what's causing the fans to to basically get upset more because they, they see the potential there. They see the players do what we think they can do, but they don't sustain it. You know, uh, it's yeah. got to be having for who's trying to figure out how to get it all. You know, the jigsaw puzzle all worked out. And right now, he's he's not getting it right. And, and injuries have impacted it in some of these in that call ups, you know. But Ben, you you shared a tweet from uh, Kaki Bovine on Twitter in our in our Slack channel. Um, it, he uh, he wrote, I think it was you, Ben. Worst FC, FCD season ever. Watch game eight in 2003. FC Dallas lost in South Lake to San Jose two to one. And we're one three and four with six points. After I guess game eight, and then 221, uh, 2021, drew at home to Minnesota 1 1, won four and three with just seven points. So, in other words, somehow we could be looking at one of the worst FC Dallas seasons if this kind of run holds up. Oh, yeah, uh, the, 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 the follow up. There, there was a threaded tweet. There's like the next game was a road game at Chicago, and it was a blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, uh, I mean, hopefully doesn't mirror what what's about to happen in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, it could. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't think anybody anybody questions right now that it could. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. it's it's tough times. Um, Not what know, we they, thought we'd be talking about, right? Uh, we're right, a little yeah, somber I mean, today. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's starting to run out of time to figure it out. Um, and I mean, like, it's not like we haven't seen this, you know, you know, in like a child's lifetime. I mean, 2017, there was that, that you know, brutal stretch in the summer after uh, after the Gold Cup. After Bruce Arena ruined Matt Hedges and Kellen Acosta, and then proceeded to get the U.S. eliminated from uh, uh, the World Cup in 2018, a lot of bad stuff happened, and then you know we shouldn't dwell on that too much. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I mean, like big game this week, uh, two big games. Two big games. Like, you, you, I mean, you're you're playing for your season this week, <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
integrating new players and you got um, long time Star Wars hurt and uh, I mean like it's uh, it's white knuckle season <laughs> mm -hmm. Michael Crossman thanks for joining us and watching um, he writes that, that Kenan looked a step slow and not in sync with the team and you know he just was signed I don't know if he was training much with the team before that um and so it kind of makes sense that he was adjusting, and, and he needs to adjust to the speed and physicality of MLS, which always takes time. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a mixed bag of a beginning, certainly some positives, but um, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know if that means that Cerillo uh, starts on Wednesday or, or what, you know, and that's why they wanted to get him out there just to keep some fresh legs, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think, I think, I think he also appeared to lose some steam as the game progressed too. So I think a little bit of that is, is has to do also with, with him not being uh, in sync with the team, but also, you know, having to get used to the, to the heat and, 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 uh, we don't know his game shape, you know, after having a long season in Argentina, what kind of shape he's in. So, I, absolutely, I think you, you have to think that, that all that had have, have to figure in there. Mm -hmm. Well, this week, uh, FC Dallas goes to play at LAFC. And LAFC have, unfortunately, not, you know, for their fans and the fan base, kind of, and for MLS as large, kind of not also been as good and hot as and sharp as they thought they were going to be. They've been vulnerable, and so there's a potential for points there, even at uh, at Los Angeles, though it's going to be a hard ask. And then the big, the, the other big one that's coming up the, the, this weekend is, is the New England Revolution, who are the hottest team, uh, the most dominant team looking right now in Major League Bruce Soccer. Team? Yeah. <laughs> And and you know that's what Arena does. He gets uh, a lot out of his team, and and he. LAFC, LAFC. There's only one way to sum up what's going on with LAFC, and we've all gone through it. It's the Concacaf curse. You have teams that take they they go to Concacaf, and when they come back, they're just not the same. And that's LAFC this year. You know it happened to, to FCD when we went to Concacaf. It it just some teams go to CONCACAF and they just don't come back the same. Mm. You know, in the early early season attrition and, and early injuries, it's a lot to overcome considering how thin these rosters, you know, MLS rosters are due, due to the salary cap, you know. So, honestly, you know, like you said, a vulnerable team, but a vulnerable team that can torture you, <laughs> you know, if, if, it, if you're experimenting a little too much like Dallas has been lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, O'Brien is one of the guys we can talk about. Like, he started out the season so strong and now, you know, has looked at times um, near the end of the game, he's just gassed. He's uh, uh, almost like his... Put, getting himself in offside positions is kind of a message to the coach, like I'm ready to come off. Uh, ah, you know this this team um, 
has has so much work to do, and I don't know if we're seeing a little glimpses of some internal lack of bonding um, or, or what's going on. But so, it, it, I, I, I just want to, since you brought up Obreon, let me say that the fan base is being completely unfair with the guy. They keep comparing him to Barrios and how Barrios is doing in Colorado. He's doing better than Obreon. But let's take it back, and if you compare them their first game by game that Barrios first came to Dallas, it's not even close. Obreon is blowing what Barrios did when he first arrived out of the water. People forget that Barrios didn't start clicking until after uh, the uh, Open Cup run. You know, before that, he was just some fast guy, small fast guy that they brought in. So, you know, I think the problem is, is you got Obreon is going through the headaches that every new player goes. And it, it's too bad that he's got to do it while he's starting. So, I mean, he, he looks to me like a, like a, right now, like a Barrios clone, really. And, and therefore, we're getting the same frustrations that we had when Barrios was here. Barrios wasn't necessarily great last season. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like a continuation of that. The difference is is that give give Obreon at least a half season to get his, you know, he done Sure, and, sure. And then once August rolls around into, into – I think this team, I've seen enough positive, little positives, not, not, you know, I, I, there's – where I see this team has the potential where they could do that, you know, catch some lightning and make a, make a sudden big run. But – that's dependent on Lucci not losing the locker room, you know, not losing the team. You know, they can find a way to keep their heads up. You get this feeling that if this, once this team gets all healthy and Lucci has all the pieces, they have the kind of talent that could actually catch a lot of people. But if he loses the locker room, like you said, maybe there's signs that, that there's, you know, yeah. he's going to part the seams in the locker room. That's something you cannot overcome. I mean, he's got two goals and assists. And one assist, I should say. I mean, that's it's not out of the realm of what you might have expected from him. And it's mm-hmm. not his fault that he has had to play with Frank O'Hara all this time. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm totally serious. I, I, I think um, if you look through the first eight games of the season, there is a pretty noticeable difference about what an absolute drain Frank O'Hara is on the team. And, you know, um, it's great that he didn't start the last time, but um, he played 45 minutes, which was too too many. Um, you know, you mm. give him 10 or 15 minutes at this point, anything above that is uh, a mistake. And, and, and inexcusable, yeah. to be quite honest. Because he gives you a nice 10 or 15 minutes of energy, and he did, uh, it, that I, I acknowledge, some hold-up play. Um, some energy, but but then he just fades. He just fades, and, and he's never going to beat you on a counter attack. And even though they try, uh, it's just frustrating. Uh, look, so I'll go on the record here. I have been very patient with Frank O'Hara because I I know he's a quality player. He has a track record, and and I thought you know it's just the team needs to figure it out. He needs to get out of his rut, but. But I'm ready to move on from him. I, I thought, you know, I, I'm just so ready. It's just, uh, uh, I just don't, I, I, unless there's a major formation kind of switch, I, I just don't see, 
I just don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. As, a, as that super sub, as the spot starter, sure. But he, you're paying him too much for that. Um, you've got to find a way to offload him this summer um, and, and create an opportunity to bring somebody else in. If so. FC Dallas was mercifully granted the privilege of playing with 12 players for the rest of the year, none of those 12 players should be Frank O'Hara. <laughs> And, and you know what? I, I'm actually the whole Franco Harris getting paid too much to say stuff like that. You know, the Hunts have money, man. They can afford to bring more high-paid players. They just don't want to. They're unwilling to. So, I mean, if the guy isn't isn't doing it, then let's bench him and and and. You know, if it's going to upset the locker, I mean, I think the locker's already there, you know. Lucci needs to basically, I uh, like that he started Pepe, and, and Pepe did actually score in the second half, so I'd say, you know, as long as he keeps scoring, keep starting him, mm-hmm. you know, and then let... I mean, they should have done that after the Portland game, to be quite honest. Even though he didn't score in that game, they, they scored four of that game. They were dominant. Uh, like, why, why did you not just keep going with that i mean it just uh and i'm just saying so you know, I'm frustrating. The whole getting paid too much nonsense you know dallas can uh the owners can afford higher paid players than than all right they wanted to that's just not going to happen so if they're not producing then they got to cut them let's face it you're wasting money you know I, like i said i've been patient with hara and and you know hopefully Hopefully he'll see that the fans are upset with him and he'll, you know, find some something to turn it around. But until he does, you know, the, the hard truth is the team's got to move on from him. I think there's a very imperfect understanding in how Ahara uh, is compensated compared to, you know, relative to the salary cap. Yeah, uh, you know, the hunts take on that extra cost for a designated player that you know is outside of the pool of money that they use to play mls players through the single entity um so they take on that cost but how much of that has been offset by transfer fees in the last few years are they really paying out of pocket for frank o'hara and does it i mean like it doesn't really matter at this point because Mm. he's washed it doesn't matter if they you know, use transfer money to buy him out or not. You know, it's not that ideal, but it's sunk cost at this point, and it's just an awful, awful drag on the team. Go sign a USL striker. That's just as well. That's better because he won't be, you know, Lucci won't be compelled to start him. But can I just say that that Kyra is to me on the same boat as uh, Pablo? You know, these are players that they fell in love for what what. Oscar was doing with the formation that Oscar was running. Yeah, okay, I could see where where Oscar Pereira was still here and had the you know the four two three one with Hara up top. I could see how that was going to work. You know, and, and with Aaron Guis, same thing, a number ten to replace Diaz. But these are players that were basically the club fell in love when was still here so now let's say they go to they go to Lucci and say okay Lucci we're gonna spend 10 million on a player 
who do you want? And Lucci tells him, says, okay, you're going to get him next season. But then they fire Lucci and they bring in another guy who runs a completely different system. Then you're going to see it again. This is basically what happens with these players that Lucci inherited. And, 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 you know, okay, we got the big striker. Yes, but you brought it in for the previous guy. You didn't bring him in for Lucci. Lucci didn't say, oh, Hara's everything I want in, 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 a, in a, you know, my uh, number nine. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the I curse hope, of the Cobra. I hope, yeah, I hope Lucci has a, curse you know, of the cobra. Says that, that Lucci doesn't have, uh, is not in the hot chair. And I hope that's true because, you know, he needs to basically have all 11 guys that he wants on, on the field, not guys that you feel are being forced on him. Well, well, all right. Well, we're already about uh, 36 minutes into the show, 37. So let's begin to shift toward closing up things. Uh, you know, uh, so what do y'all hope to see out of this week? I mean, if let's let's go, let's go to the extremes. Let's say FC Dallas comes away with two losses this week. Um, what what's your outlook on the season at that point? Well, so even even with two losses at this point, um, I mean the season isn't dead. It's a long season, um, and you know you're still playing for the playoffs. But my gosh, if you lose both this week, um, <laughs> like how how grim is that going to be? Um, first off, and you know what I mean? Like this is like that's that's. Not two two easy games that you would expect to get you know a bunch of points out of. So, um, I, th- I think this week is what you would call a, a high leverage position um, to uh, determine that you know how the team is going to uh, perform. You know, as you know, the second half of the season approaches. Um, you know, you're starting to get not that close to there i mean like it's, it's amazing like we're only eight games in i guess if you think about it you know it mm. makes some sense since that the season started earlier or later than normal um i don't know I mean, like it's not the end of the world but i mean you you want to see something that is starkly different than 2003 yeah um, thank you cocky bovine Mm. So are both games on the road? No, New England's at home. I mean, so okay. we you should so, get three points, but New England's been good on the road. So my thing is, is if it's two losses, um, it just continues the the fans being upset. But it's not the end of the world. It's like we're what going to be about a third of the way through the season. There's still plenty of time to turn it around. So it's not the end of the world. But I would say if they lose these next two games, now you're talking about a, a losing run. And therefore, I would say if, if they don't come out of this with at least, you know, at least a point at home, they really do need to make some hard changes or make some hard decisions, you know. Um, because I think that's that's the hard truth is – is, while it's not the end of the world, it's a sign that whatever you're doing isn't working. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, but well, I think it's may not be completely a panic meltdown. It may not be time to change 
uh, have coaching changes or to do some kind of thing. But it would be a moment for a real uh, reckoning kind of conversation with the team about the season and about what's coming. But yeah, you know, I, I obviously six points would dramatically shift the fortunes of the team against two really good say, squads. I would say four points would really go a long way towards, you know, easing the panic that, that the fan base is in right now. Getting a point at LAFC again, three at home, I think we would be excited with that considering mm-hmm. how they've done so far this season. So that's my best case scenario is four points. Um, you know, but at this point, who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, let's let's shift over to North Texas talk. Uh, some some interesting news. You know, North Texas had a tough game this past weekend. Um, uh, you know, they, they look like a team that is full of raw talent, capable of just taking you taking you to the woodshed or whatever. But uh. Uh, but they're also a team that looks very raw and are capable of uh, of just not getting it done sometimes. But the big news was David Rodriguez, uh, the first sale of North Texas Soccer Club to a Liga right. MX team. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and the uh, the second best academy in MLS just <laughs> keeps selling players left and right. You know, I think I think Philadelphia is hanging their hat on they've sold two players. And that was just like, oh yeah, okay, you know, we're, we just sold another guy. We're gonna sell another guy, and it's you know ridiculous. But anyway, I think we all knew that was coming. You know, I, I, um, Atletico San Luis made no, uh, they 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 didn't beat about the bushes, and they flat out came out and said, oh yeah, we're gonna get him. You know, uh, that was the president basically saying. You know, he said it like a month or two ago. He says, oh yeah, we're restructuring the whole team, and he's part of our plans. So I think it's an exciting move for him. Uh, it looks like, even though he's a young player, he may be giving, I'm not saying a featured role, but he'll get significant minutes once uh, once that team basically goes back on the field. So, And North Texas, by the way, so let's just say that this team, compared to the first two seasons, is probably the least, um, how can I say it, uh, reinforced team. Look at how many uh, FCD players were loaned in the first season. And even though last season they didn't loan a lot of players to the team, they did loan players to them at home. And this this, this weekend I was stunned that there not a single FCD player was, was sent to, uh, uh, to play for North Texas. So this team, what you're seeing is you're seeing a 500 team at best because, like you said, it's a raw team. Um, but also, it, it looks to me like FC Dallas is changing their gears in a way, it, their approach and saying, hey, we got these raw players, and how are they going to get any better if they're not playing a lot? Mm-hmm. So we need to just let them sink or swim. And some of these guys, unlike the first two seasons, some of these guys are signed to three-year deals, which means that the team intends to keep them up around for a long time. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 basically they changed the way they're handling the team this year, and it looks definitely more of a developmental tool, more so for non-MCD players 
than in the two previous incarnations. And so I... Interesting. I think I like, if you're a player, a, a person who likes seeing players develop, then this is a good thing because I can tell you right now that I saw some good developments player-wise, even though the team didn't win. But um, you saw Kasu uh, overtake Waldeck at left back. Um, you saw, uh, I think Maldonado is pretty much your starting right back going forward. He seems to have nailed down that. I'm, I'm not saying they nailed down, but they guaranteed themselves at least spot starting duties in those spots, which I would never have envisioned Waldeck not playing left back before. And then uh, you've got that uh, uh, Kaiser Gomez has solidified himself as a starting uh, left center back. And then you have the addition, you had the signing of, uh, what's his name, Ben, that, that, that kid out of uh, Fort Lauderdale? Uh, well, I mean, he's actually from Solar. Uh, from, he's the yeah. local local boy, South, South Lake kid, Blaine Ferry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not your F, FM guy, whoever that was. So Blaine Ferry, his signature means that Allison, who's been bouncing between center back and defensive midfielder, is now your other starting uh, center back. So your back line is set. You've got Kasu, Gomez, uh, Allison, and Maldonado. And that's a good sign. Now we just got to find out who the defensive man is because that's been a weakness with Allison leaving that. Almaguer has been kind of shaky there. I mean, he's a solid midfielder, but he's not a six, you know? Uh, and that's where Ferry uh, played playing Perry comes in is he mm. basically going to be your new number six in front of that defense is so he I mean he was more he I mean he's been more of a you know one of the more advanced midfielders typically so and, I don't know that he was brought in as a defensive midfield solution that, he's going to be given that chance to be because he's no more a six than Almaguer is a six yeah. you know so that, that's what I'm saying is is I think he'll be given a shot at that spot and that's why he was brought in. That's that's a weakness in the team, and, and maybe he'll have to be on a weekly rotation with with Almaguer at that spot. Um, but yeah, now, now they just got to sort out their attack. Once once they've sorted out their defense, I mean, positive back to back clean sheets. You know, they can build on that. They they, they needed to they needed to fix the defense. The defense looks to have been patched up, fixed up. Now they can fix the attack and take it from there. By the way, as poorly as the team has played, um, I think on points per average they're up there. They're you know they're number three or number four. So a, a one three goal explosion and they're number one, just like yeah. that. But the attack has been shaky, but it, it's still it's, it's still most of the they're fun to watch. It's a fun team to watch. Um, raw team, young team. It's just a, kind of exciting to see because. Gives FC Dallas that sort of pool of players just to, to develop some guys and just to take flyers on some of these young guys who are raw and maybe can develop. Maybe just need some time and and and, and we'll have a Absolutely. entryway up up to, with, with Dallas. Now, so let's let's close out the show. Let's leave it there tonight. Um, but let's just do predictions. Uh, and I'm throwing throwing this on the spot here. Let's do. We got two predictions. So against at LAFC and at home against New England, 
What are your predictions for final results, final scores for those two matches this week? Who wants to go first? So I'm not going to predict scores on the game. Um, I will pr predict that at least in one of the games, um, FC Dallas will s not start Hara, which is great. And they will score a total of three goals this week. And that's all I'll say. They okay. Can, or they will score at least three goals this week. Okay. I actually agree with that assessment. They could I lose think... both games still. <laughs> uh, and honestly, I think they'll. I think they'll, they'll score about three goals. I think that sounds about right. But I think they will only allow two goals this week. That's me. That's me saying that I think Brazan coming back is going to help. Papuno having another week on his belt is going to help. I think. I think the defense is actually solid. I do like. I do think our defense is solid. Uh, I think they escape LAFC with a point and they get three against me. That's wow. my wow. optimistic view. Good, good. All right, yeah, and I'm, you know, based on. God, I hope they pound New England and shut up that fat, <laughs> loudmouth gym coach up, yeah. up there. You know how I, much I hate Bruce um, Arena. You know how bad he sucks. <laughs> I, I I think this team needs to go in this week, knowing that there, there's no more there's no more weeks just to get it right, to work through the issues, and to look at the positives and the stats. It's 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 time to grit out some some results. And so yeah, I I'd love to see four points, um, and and it's you know I'm hoping that LAFC the team battles and 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 even if they fall a little short and just and settle for a point that they come out to finish the job on uh, against New England so yeah that's my hope but I'm also there's also a scenario here where I just see one point um, as FC Dallas just figures out some kind of draw and then uh, you know, maybe at home, and and we're still left here next week talking about uh, talking about this team unable to get the job done. So yeah, they, uh, they're getting three they're getting three goals this week. That could result right. in anywhere from zero to six points. Okay, all right. Well, let's leave it there. Thanks everybody for joining us uh, for your comments, uh, your questions, and uh, we have two two games, plenty of soccer this week. Let's enjoy as best we can. Thanks, Jose. Yeah, podcast <laughs> yeah thanks jose thanks ben good night, Good night. <laughs>